Are you looking for the best tips and tricks to run a successful dental practice? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bulletproof Dental Practice, interviewing some of today's most successful dentists with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast. Today, we are graced with a repeat guest, Darren Shaw, owner of whitespark.ca. And Darren, you were one of the uh, the first. You were one of the uh, first guests as I was solo on this mission of the podcast podcasting. And now we have Craig, who, by the way, if you guys are watching, if you're if you're watching this on video, Craig is in the car because he didn't want to miss out on a podcast episode. But he's in the car, going to pick up a new car uh, because apparently the guy who delivers cars, he thought it would take a week, and he showed up that same day. So. Craig has got, I told him, I was like, dude, you can do this, but you got to be on mute. And uh, so don't be distracted by Craig's exciting life and all the movement. And for full disclosure, he is trying to become more like me and he is going to get a Ford Raptor. He's gone, gone getting rid of the, the little micro car he's in right now and actually getting a, a man truck. Okay. All right. We see that. We see the Porsche. Uh, okay. I <laughs> don't have to say that. By the way, I'm not going to pick it up. It was being delivered from Indiana. So I guess uh, the guy picked it up in a truck like a week ago, and he's driving straight through. And uh, he didn't call me to let me know that it was coming to the house until he's 30 minutes away. But How many Red Bulls did that guy have to drive that quickly? I think Red Bull would be under, an understatement with a trucker coming from <laughs> Indiana. I think he had a couple. I even think five-hour energy would be an understatement. I, I, I think if we tested him, he might have some methamphetamine. But we're going to get to meet him, though. No, so great. He, well, yeah. Listen. Poor Darren. Darren, see, this is what happens when it goes when it goes to like joint guests. Like it just goes to shit. Anyone out there in podcast nation, stay solo, like as a thing, because it was much cleaner, much more uniform. I had prepared questions last time for Darren, and I was very on point. I sent him those three days in advance, and now I'm like, Darren, let's just talk about what's new. Talk so, Craig, you bring out you bring out the surfer in me. Apparently, what's okay, up, bro. dude? Just being casual. Um, so Darren, actually that I'm, I, all seriousness, I do want to talk about the, the changes that have transpired kind of since, you know, in the past year, let's say you were probably on about a year ago and maybe we can talk about the five fundamentals that you think, um, are inclusive of what makes great local SEO since that is your wheelhouse of, of what you, uh, what you do. Thanks. So what's happened in the last year? Google has been on a tear the past, uh, year, year and a half of adding new features to Google My Business. So they've been really ramping up uh, everything in their local space, specifically so they can sell more ads to local businesses. They see a huge market there and they keep adding new features to Google My Business. They keep adding um, all kinds of great stuff for small businesses, agencies, just to manage your information on Google better. And, you know, some of those things are Google Posts. You might have seen that. That's a big one that came out. So making sure that uh, if someone's Googled your brand, you see these little posts. And they also see it in uh, the Maps app. And so those posts allow you to sort of push some of your content out to people that are searching your brand. There is the Google Q&A. Man, there's so many brands out there that are not thinking about the Q&A right now. So you might get people uh, leaving questions on your Google My Business listing right now, like, hey, what are your hours of operation? Or do you offer this specific service? Do you do Invisalign? Whatever it is. That, those questions could be coming in on your Google Q&A, but they don't currently have notifications, so you're not getting notified of that. So it's really important to sort of stay on top of that and see it. 
just Google your brand name and you'll, uh, you'll kind of see some of these things, these opportunities for Google Posts. If you haven't logged into your Google My Business account in a while, it's a good idea to get in there and see all the new stuff that is happening there. So, so I mean, I want to actually interject something about this Google, the, the post, because they're not trying to bring back, like, what was the failed social platform that they had? Um, Google Plus, and they are not trying to bring that back. This is completely different. Google Plus is a really nice feature, actually. It's, uh, it's not social in any way. It's just that you can kind of promote stuff for free, right, in your Google My Business. You can add multiple posts. Let's say you have an event coming up uh, at, uh, at your uh, practice or you just want to promote something. Some people are using it in really smart ways. I've seen people, uh, they'll take some of their best reviews. So if someone left them a really good review and they'll highlight a piece of text uh, from it, from the review, make that a Google post and then link it to the That's review. That's smart. So there's lots so, of things you can do with that. Yeah, I was going to ask. So where does that actually show up? On your Google My Business page or your, your profile page listing? Well, that's the tricky thing, but there is no direct listing anymore. You can't just go to like google.com slash local slash your practice name. The, your listing is actually your branded search results. So if you search, for example, uh, you know, Atlanta Dental Spa, you're going to find your, that's basically your listing page. So um, what, when you see what's called the knowledge panel on the right hand side, that's your listing and that's where the Google posts show up and they'll also show up in the Google maps app. So if you search for Atlanta Dental Spa in the maps app, you'll find it there too. So Google well, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned this cause I actually got an email today and it said like, Hey, everyone liked your last post. You had, I don't know what the engagement was, but it was like 400 people kind of did something with this with this post that, that you're talking yeah. about and I should be more versed on it, but it's, it's somewhat new and I really don't know what to do with it. So I'm glad we're actually talking about it because uh, I'm sure if I'm confused, then a lot of other people are kind of like either not utilizing it or don't know how to use a lot, utilize it. Yeah. I think you have some in-house marketing people that are probably pushing out posts for you. So they mm -hmm. will, uh, you know, what they expire after a week. So it's important to know that if you put a post up there, it's going to expire within the week. And so you have to kind of keep it going with fresh content. So uh, on WhiteSpark, fortunately, lately, we've been doing what's called the WhiteSpark Weekly. So every week, I'm pumping out a new blog post and video and audio thing that I do once a week where I just talk about one local search topic. And so that allows us to feed our Google posts regularly and it feeds our social channel with new content that we're producing. And so uh, I think it's a great thing for any dental clinic to just keep stuff going. You should be pumping out stuff of some variety, some kind of communication to your uh, your clients and Google Post is a great way to highlight that. So would it be the same as like some of the posts you do to your social media or is it a completely different context? The context is different just because no one's really following you. You don't have any followers of your Google My Business, right? It's really only for people that, that do a branded search. So it's a way of just highlighting stuff if, if people search for your brand. Okay. Is this, a, so, is this trying to resuscitate the um, like the Google Plus page? Because I know no, that's what I asked when you were you were moving around and on uh, mute. Sorry, sorry. Um, that's a good question though, because I asked the same thing. It, yeah. You know, because um, that was a total failed social experiment, man. That was a total cluster, right? You know, it's a funny thing that uh, that Google Plus because I I've, I've always felt the same way that it was this failed experiment. But I have a client in the uh, cabin rental agents. Uh, cabin rental market he's got a, a cabin company in gatlinburg tennessee and kill it on google plus they get tons of engagement they get people following them people engaging and leaving comments and they're doing really well they work with a company called steady demand that uh that manages it for them 
and they manage both their social on Google Plus and on Facebook, and they actually get a lot of engagement and interest in Google Plus. There are people there still, and you just have to sort of build up a following, and you act, it's, it's still a viable channel, which is surprising. All right. I, it was like a ghost town for me. Every time I put, like, it was like crickets in there for me. So it would yeah, be too. for a dentist. I don't think it's not the best. Uh, it's not the best place for dentists. Wait, wait, wait. Dentistry is not exciting, Darren. Uh, well, you can put pictures of crowns and all that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> no, that's exciting. As like a mega, you know, mega cabin in the mountains with a hot, with five hot tubs and pool tables. Yeah, uh, vacations. Vacations always trump dentistry. Yeah, it's true. People yeah, vacations fun. always trump dentistry. Um, so what would be the steps to doing that, Darren? Like checking in. Someone would log into the Google, uh, Google My Business. Hang on. Yeah, so you manage all of the posts through your Google My Business login. So when you log in at Google My Business, there's a ton of options on the left-hand side. Now, if you haven't logged in in a long time, it's, it's really worthwhile to get in there and see all the stuff you can do now. So... You have insights, so that'll tell you how many people have uh, viewed your listing, how many people clicked on your listing, uh, the clicks to call. So if, if they if they did it on mobile and they tap the thing to call the number, then it tracks all of that in Google My Business Insights. You have the posts, so you can manage your posts. You have your reviews. You can see all of your reviews and respond to them. I think they're adding a new section for Q&A. You can upload photos. You can edit your information. Another good reason to log in your Google My Business listing is because Google's often changing stuff for you on the fly and they just change it and then they're like hey we changed something is this okay with you you can revert it but the change is already live so it's really important to log in once in a while and and keep an eye on what they're doing because sometimes they'll change your phone number they'll change your uh you know whether or not your wheelchair accessible whatever all kinds of different attributes they can add to your listing and sometimes mm -hmm. they're dead wrong so you should really keep an eye on it if you have a marketing person or even a lot of dental practices can hand that off to the front end staff that they can just log in once a week and just sort of see what's happening and put out any new posts. So especially if you're already blogging yeah. or you're already doing social, this is just another place to put that same content uh, to, re to get it out there. Okay. The other thing, Darren, is that the, you see Google asking a lot of questions of its clientele. Like every time I Google a business or I see that I'm somewhere, they're like, is this place wheelchair accessible? Does yeah. this place have outdoor seating? So it's interesting how they're querying the public for your content as well. So I'm sure that's, the, that's what they're trying to do, populate that area, correct? And that's exactly how it comes through. So they're actually asking people, is this wheelchair accessible? If, if enough people say yes, then it just goes live on the listing. And then when you, as the business owner, log in and Google My Business, you'll see that in there. And it'll say, hey, we, we made a change to your listing. You can either revert it if you're not wheelchair accessible. But basically, they're crowdsourcing all of this additional data that they want to get. And so, yeah, you see it in the Maps app for sure. Um, you'll see it in Google Maps even on desktop. Question for you, and this is just anecdotal because no one knows the answer, but if you're active on the, the posting like you, we were just talking about, do you think that that factors into the prevalence of how much you're shown um, in local? It's like a secondary. A million dollar question. I think that actually it can have an impact and it's a secondary impact. It's not a direct impact. So you add your posts and that's going to make you rank better. But if you add the post and you're getting more engagement on your listings, I feel like engagement metrics are a thing. Uh, they've been proven to be a thing. So 
adding more photos, adding regular Google posts. Another big thing that recently came out, you can actually add videos to Google My Business now. So in the photo section, you can upload videos. So a lot of dental uh, dentists have these great videos they've created, but they're not utilizing them on the Google My Business. So put that stuff on there. You get longer engagement metrics on your Google My Business listing. You're going to get you know, if Google sees that a lot of people are spending time exploring these listings, then that can potentially have uh, a bit of an impact on your visibility and increase your rankings. Right. And probably on their end too, they see the completeness of the listing. You know, like there may be some backend metric. They're like, hey, this guy's the or, or gal is 95% completed. He's really, really com committed to the process of of, you know, the Google posting and the video and all the videos. So let's preferentially either, I don't know, that's just obviously anecdotal because no one knows the answer, but you would think that that's going on um, hypothetically. I do think there's a, a, a ranking benefit to it. Uh, it's a secondary ranking benefit, but more importantly, I think there's an actual conversion benefit to it. So if you are doing that and people are, let's say I'm looking for a new dentist. I just moved to Atlanta. I want to check out the different dentists. And then I start Googling their names. The one that seems active, the one that has great uh, content in, on their listing, I read these Google posts, you know, it's just dry, it's, it shows me that they're an engaged, active business and that, that might compel me to convert with that particular dentist over another one just because they are actually, I, I guarantee, uh, you know, 70% of the dentists out there are not doing this right now. So it's an opportunity, you know, be one of those front runners, get that stuff going and uh, it can have that secondary effect. It's a land grab. Yeah. For now. Um, so mm, I interrupted, I interrupted, I interrupted you about you. I think that was probably going to be like your number one thing as we were really talking about like kind of the five best practices or five, uh, components of what a, a good local SEO would be. And yeah. I don't know if you were just kind of leading with that or that was going to be one of your five, but I, I had to get my question in Darren. <laughs> yeah, I think that I was. I was leading with that as a sort of like what's new with Google and what's been happening with Google. And that's one of the things like Q and A, adding videos, um, uh, Google posts. You know, those are some of the new things that they, they've been they've been adding. These attributes; those are all new things. But you know, the other thing is a secondary is the second question. So, which is you know, what makes up a good local search strategy? And there's your Google listing. That's one aspect of it. Getting that to 100%. The most important thing you do in your Google listing is your primary category. For dentists, it's usually just dentists. But if you are, if you do specialize in, uh, you're an orthodontist, for example, make sure that your primary category is accurately reflecting what you do, what you want to drive traffic for. Because if, if you are an orthodontist and you want, you know, braces clients, then, you know, setting it as dentist is not going to help you. So make sure, making sure your primary category is correct. So your Google My Business is, is one aspect of it. There are five primary aspects. So your Google My Business listing, getting that squared away and uh, enhanced. Then you have your... Uh, citations. So a citation is a business listing, like a listing on uh, Yellow Pages or Yelp, even Facebook, Bing. Those are all business listings. More mentions of your business out there on the web. You want to make sure that that data is accurate. So uh, you know, if you've moved practices or changed your phone numbers, you want to make sure that, that stuff is cleaned up on the most important sites. And you want to make sure that you have as many of those listings out there as possible. So roughly when you get to around the 80, 80 listings, uh, you're covered on all those sites, then you're you're generally in good shape. We have a software on our site called the Local Citation Finder, which will show you which listings you have, opportunities that you can get, that kind of thing. Um, so then after citations, it's reviews. So there's, we, we could do a podcast on every one of these uh, five components, but yeah, reviews, for sure. 
reviews itself, uh, really important, uh, getting reviews coming in, not just, of course, for the ranking benefit, but also for the conversion benefit. If, if you're looking at, you know, Atlanta dentists, and dentists are usually really good at reviews. It's one of, it's one of the uh, industries where they're on top of this. They're asking for reviews. They're, they're, they're thinking about it. I know you, Peter, you've been thinking about it for years and years and years, and how that, those reviews really drive your business. They also drive rankings, especially if you can get people to mention specific keywords in reviews. So reviews is uh, the third thing. Then you've got your website. So, you know, your website primarily in, in local search comes down to your content. Uh, how much content do you have? Are you writing about all these topics? If you just have a one little paragraph blurb about each of your services, you're not, that's not going to help you rank. Like let's say you want to rank for Invisalign and you just have one little blurb. Well, the dentist that has like a five page awesome article on all the details and nuances and complications of Invisalign, that, that content is much richer and has a much better chance of ranking than your little blurb and bullet points. And so making sure that you really build out your content can have a huge impact on your uh, rankings. And then links. Links is the hardest part of SEO. How do you get other businesses, other websites to link to yours? And so uh, that's the fifth component. Uh, scholarship or sponsorships is, is usually the go-to tactic these days for small businesses. So getting involved in your local community, um, sponsoring 5K events, sponsoring charities, uh, nonprofits in your, in your direct community, those are golden links, uh, making sure that you're engaged in that. You know, Wait, can I, think, I have to interrupt you. Yeah, hey, Darren, Darren, real quick. So I do a shit ton of sponsorships. Um, how do yeah. you, how are you saying, you're saying backlinks from the sponsorship to your site, or is there some specific area yeah. of Google that allows you to do a sponsorship plug? It's specific links from the sponsorship site to your site. So sometimes yeah, okay. a lot of businesses are already doing sponsorships. They're engaged in the community just because they, they believe in the, the organization. They want to they promote that. And they're doing it as a marketing outside of SEO. They're not thinking about the SEO side of it. But there is an SEO side to it that a lot of people aren't capitalizing on because you've sponsored the event, but you haven't asked them to link back to you. You've got your logo on their website. That logo could be a link. And that link could be providing extreme SEO value for you because they usually have very high page rank, right? Darren, they often have high page rank, but they have incredible, uh, local authority. So the fact that this is an organization in Atlanta linking to your dentist, uh, dental practice in Atlanta has a huge impact. So local sponsorships are one of the best ways to get local links and you can, you can find it so easy. You just go to Google and I'll say it slowly. You type in the search in this into Google. In title, all one word, I-N-T-I-T-L-E, colon, uh, sponsors, space, your city. Do that. So in title, colon, sponsors, space, Atlanta, space, Orlando, whatever it is, whatever city you're in, put that in into the Google search results. You're going to get a whole list of sites uh, of, that are, you know, they're basically recognizing their sponsors. And so those... All of those pages are opportunities for you to get listed as well. So when you said in title, not like you're saying in, in the Google box, in the query box, right? You're saying type in what it, you said in title or title. This is a Google uh, custom query. So you put in in title, I-N-T-I-T-L-E colon sponsors. So you're basically saying, give me all the pages where the word sponsors is in the title. Oh, okay, okay. So in their, in their title page, title tag. And so if you do that, you're going to find all of the, like a whole bunch of pages within your city 
unless you're a really small city, that uh, you can get these sponsorship opportunities. <clears throat> nice. So, the, and that is, uh, yeah, that's been something that you gave me a, a, a word of advice on years ago, and that really helped a lot. Um, so, yeah, to build up, you know, like you said, the, build up the backlinks from credible, credible domains. Yeah. And, you know, you can even get them from industry-specific domains too, right? Let's say use a specific product in your practice or you have a specific equipment. They sometimes list their uh, clients on their site or you could give them a testimonial. You know, let's say you have this, this special x-ray machine. You could give the website that provides, that develops that uh, x-ray machine a testimonial and have that testimony linked back to your website. That's an opportunity too for getting some really high uh, authority links. And the, mm -hmm. the nice thing about that, so you've got the sponsorships are gonna give you the location specific links back to your website. And then these ones, these are dental industry specific links that are going back to your website. So you're strengthening both, both sides of it. The relevancy, is, is that the relevant links that you kind of? Yes, so that's okay. a relevant link that will uh, help you. Okay, so Google already knows that you are a business that has, you know, you're a dentist in, your Atlantic, in, in Atlantic. Google knows that. So you want to strengthen those associations by getting links from other dental websites. That's a relevancy thing. And links from Atlantic, Atlanta specific sites, which is the location specific thing. Got it. Okay. All right. So that you, man, it's funny. Every time I talk to you, I think I, I always think I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to learn anything new. Cause I stay current with, with what Darren does. But like every time I talk to you, I'm like, geez, what, what I don't, you know, what am I doing? Like, I must be doing all this wrong. You're so wrong. Keep, just keep, it's just constantly changing. Like the damn ball keeps getting pushed further down the field. And like, you know, yeah. you know, you're just, it's always, it's never a finish line. It's always a journey, right? That is a good analogy. The ball does keep getting pushed down the, down the, down the field because if you stop, you comp, your competitors are not going to stop, you right. know? So if you, if you don't get any more new links, you, you did a whole bunch of link building in 2015 and you haven't done any since, then your competitors are on the game. And so now, oh, all of a sudden, there is another dentist that's a lot more prominent than you are because they've been on top of it. They've been really active in the community. They've been building links. They've been adding new content to their website. They've really been building it up. And so if you sit on your laurels, you're, uh, you, you can easily fall behind. Time, it's our most important asset. And I want to thank you for using your time to listen to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Also want to encourage you to do two things right now. Take out your phone, text the word Bulletproof to the number 345345. What that's going to do is put you on our, uh, for lack of better words, a mailing list that's going to send out uh, text messaging and email just whenever we have announcements, whether it's the Bulletproof Summit that's coming up in October, uh, a book launch, um, or just giving access to some, some private stuff that's inside the Bulletproof community. So I encourage you to just uh, take two seconds and whip that out and uh, text it to us. Again, text the word Bulletproof to 345-345. Secondly, please, if you're, if you're loving the podcast, go ahead and, and um, click on your phone again and, and click on the review and review us in, in iTunes. We really appreciate it just so we get some feedback. And again, if it's, if it's a five star, awesome, bring it. But if it's one, like put that down and let us know how we do better. Appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Keep, keep, uh, this is, this is great. I'm taking, I've gotten some, 
three good pearls to take away already. So keep, keep, keep rolling with your, uh, with your five. Yeah, I got a new one. I, I'm going to talk to you about Yelp. Yelp is, is a massive pain in the butt for every small business, particularly for dentists, I think. And so the thing about Yelp is you're not allowed to ask for reviews, right? So you get in trouble if you say to your clients, hey, we'd really appreciate a review on, on Yelp. You're, they have a very strict don't ask policy. They just want all their reviews to come in naturally. So, um, and then it's also of no value to ask. Because if you did just ask all of your patients, hey, can you leave us a review on Yelp? Let's say you send out a mass email list. Um, what would happen was a lot of them would go to Yelp. They would sign up for an account. They would leave you a review. And then that review would go into Yelp's filter because Yelp has a very strict filter. The users that leave the review have to be active Yelp users. And so there's no value in just asking everybody. So now you're in this, in this stuck position where you're like, I'd really like to build up my uh, profile on Yelp, but I can't ask for reviews. How do I do it? So dentists are in a great situation. Yelp actively endorses a check-in offer. So uh, you're allowed to promote check-in on Yelp anywhere you go. So you can have a little sign at the front desk that says, hey, check-in on Yelp and get X, I don't know, whatever you feel like offering. You get uh, a free toothbrush. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to give something better than that away. But uh, you can offer something like, um, you can even offer a discount on services if you check in on Yelp. So what you're going to do then is that anyone that comes into the business uh, that happens to be on Yelp, if you're not an active Yelp, you would see that and you'd be like, well, I don't, I don't use Yelp, I don't care. But for the people that do, they might see that and they might check in, take you up on the offer, which of course would encourage them to leave you a review. So it's the best way to get active Yelpers to leave you a review. Create a check-in offer and then don't just put the sign up, put it on your social channels. Hey, maybe even make a Google post about it, put it in your Google posts. Um, put That's it a great your, idea. Put That's it in uh, your email newsletter. So make sure you send it out to your email. Hey, check in on Yelp. Anyway, anyone that's active on Yelp, and Yelp is totally cool with it. They actively encourage it. They want people to do that's check in on Yelp. And so that's a great way to build up your Yelp profile. I've, I commonly give you credit. Uh, you know, I've done a number of presentations in front of crowds and actually on here as well, give you credit for um, the, I call it the Yelp hack now, where you can kind of type in someone's email and see who's a power Yelper. Yeah, right. And then, literally going to go in there and be like, Hey, not, not sure if you're a Yelper or not, but sure would be nice if you could like, did you have a good experience? <laughs> yeah, don't ask for the review in the email, especially with active Yelpers. Cause then the not, not asking for the review, but just like, you know, kind of just playing like, because whatever they post gets posted. doesn't matter what, right. Those power Yelpers can get whatever they want. Yeah. But no, not asking per se, but sometimes they're like, Oh, you know, at that point they just loved to, to review. You know, sure. so even if you mention the word Yelp, they're like, oh, I'm going to write a review. Like, great. Thanks. Yeah. Well, we should, we should clarify that detail for the listeners. Uh, the way you do that is if you, if you just have like your regular Yelp account, you can go into the find friends on Yelp. It's on the top there and you can enter one email or you can connect it to an email uh, program. Like you connect it to your Gmail or whatever. And so what I've seen some businesses do is they'll take their, they'll make a new Gmail account, take their entire client list a cut patient list, put it into this Gmail contact list. And then you can run that through the fine friends on Yelp and you'll get this big list back of all the, all the people that are active on Yelp. Wow. The way that that works really well is if you know the person. So let's say it's, you know, most dentists are, are doing their friends and their family. Those are people that you're, you personally know. If you find any people that you personally know that are active on Yelp, go ahead and ask. They're not going to burn you. But, uh, 
Um, for the rest of them, then you might want to direct them to your awesome new check-in offer. That's a great, that's a great tip. That's wow. I didn't even, that's, that's taking it to a whole new level of uh, creating a new, um, uploading a patient database with emails and, and then merging that with, with the Yelp file. That's, I mean, not Yelp file, but merging it with finding out in the database from find my friends. Speaking um, of that patient database, uh, this is another thing that a lot of, you can get Facebook advertising for so cheap, but what are you going to do? Just blast ads to the entire city. I feel like that's largely a waste of time. But blasting ads to your existing clientele is, is great. I feel like you can do that. You can create a custom segment in Facebook so and then upload your patient database into that, all their emails, and then you're only targeting your existing patients. That's but really tell cool. me why you like that because they're already patients. Like why do, they, why do you want to put advertising towards your patients? Only like new services that you're offering or new things. Like you know, you've got your patients that are coming in for their regular work. But let's say you have just started offering a whitening service or you've just started offering something else, then you can promote that specifically to your group and reach them in a really nice way. Of course, you can email them, but a lot of emails get missed. And so Facebook is a great way. And you can just do it super cheap. It's not super cheap. I I do that, Darren, but I I utilize my patient database. But I also I do it in the context of trying to create a lookalike audience. Right. Right. Yeah, that's nice too. So I, I don't advertise to the patients I already have, but you bring up a good point. That's great. That's super cheap, like, um, you know, awareness to the other services we may do, right? Because Especially. the person who's already in, in our ecosystem is probably the easiest person that's going to enroll in future services. And I suspect that you have a much higher profit margin on some of these uh, higher level services that you could be promoting to your regular clients. The clients that are your patient... You, you don't call them clients, do you? They're all patients. So the patients that Patient. come in that are getting, you know, the regular cleanups and, and checkups that you're not really getting much more of them. It's a great way to reach them and, and say, hey, listen, we've got this, these corrective services and all these kinds of things. It's a great idea. Wow. Okay, man, that's, yeah, that, um, <laughs> that's like the fourth thing. I, rare, I rarely ever like take copious notes from a, from, from, a, from a guest, not because I have it all figured out, but you're, I love the way you, your presentation style of kind of firing at all these pearls. All right, good. Let's see. What else can I give you? What's another pearl for you? Well, you, um, so the Yelp, the reviews we've talked about, um, what else lives inside of kind of what you think you know, a sound best practices local SEO platform would be? Um, well, I think I really covered the main topics. So your website's a great opportunity to just continue to add no, new content. If, if you have a service and you have, that you want to attract uh, business for and you haven't built a very detailed page on that service, and that's an opportunity for sure. You should really build out that page. Uh, video is an interesting uh, area that a lot of businesses are not tapping into. So if you have a page on Invisalign, then make a video of you talking about it. That actually increases your engagement metrics and it gives you additional channels so you can put that video on on YouTube, for example. And so sometimes you see those videos actually ranking in the search results, right? So if I typed in Invisalign your city, one of those savvy dentists might have created a YouTube video and put it up there. And then so you create the video and then you link to that video from your website and give it a little bit of uh, a boost and it can show up in the search results. So it's another way of attracting people. Sometimes they'll gloss over the local pack or some of these uh, services don't even have a local pack. And so the best way to get attention is a little video in there. Those videos are going to get much higher uh, click-through rate than just a regular web page. So, do, you, do you see, I'm glad you brought up the local pack. Do you see that changing? It seems like it went from seven to three and someone recently indicated they think it's going to go to one. 
Well, it's not going to go to one. Uh, okay. Good. okay, let's talk about the local facts. So there's a few things to keep in mind. So it did go from seven. We went from 10 way back in the day. So I've had 10 and seven, then to three. Um, the thing that really happened with the local pack, and, and maybe a lot of dentists don't know about this yet, is that there used to be one pack for the city. So you type in dentist Seattle, and it would be, you have one pack, and that's like, if you're in the, the Seattle pack for dentists, then, then you have a chance of ranking around the whole city. That doesn't exist anymore. Now, you rank within a small radius around your actual physical location. So if you are in the south side of the city, you are not, and someone in the north side of the city searches dentists, you basically have no chance of ranking in that local pack because you're just too far away. Google has really tightened the proximity around that local pack, around the businesses. So um, you can really only rank within about five to 10 you know, dentists because dentists are so saturated throughout the whole city. You know, you were lucky to get to rank outside of a five mile radius. And that's, um, that's where the businesses are really killing it. They really have their SEO dialed in. They have all the citations. They got a ton of reviews. Their website is awesome. They have a ton of links. Those, those businesses will expand their radius. If you haven't done any of that stuff, you're going to rank within like a two block radius. You're not going to really even attract um, patients outside of like within your own neighborhood just because you haven't dialed that stuff in. It's almost, think of it this way. As a brand new dentist, you're like a tiny little pinprick. And then as you add all the other SEO factors, so you enhance your Google listing, you get lots of reviews, you build out all your business listings, you get some links, you're like growing your size of your business. You're growing the size of your business uh, virtually so that Google sees you as a more prominent business. And so that radius factor is a huge factor. The way to slightly break out of that factor is with uh, the new local pack ads. So on mobile, if you do a search for dentists, you're going to get you're going to see these local pack ads. Local pack ads are a great way of reaching a broader uh, market outside of your uh, immediate uh, location. So what's expand on that a little bit? What's mobile pack ads? Yeah, so the local pack ads you'll see it's, you'll now see a four pack. So it used to be a three pack, but you can see a four pack now because there's one ad. So you'll have an ad right in the pack. And sometimes you see them on desktop too. So Google is testing this on desktop where they'll throw in one um, paid listing. And so this is the concern that over the next uh, few years, we're going to see maybe, maybe it'll switch from being, right now it's one additional listing. So there'll be four in the pack, one paid and then three regular ones, but maybe next year we're going to see two paid and two organic. So you're, they're, they're pushing out the organic. And another thing that could happen is, and I don't really see this in dentistry, but uh, in other industries like locksmiths, plumbers, garage door repair, some of these businesses that are traditionally uh, a little sketchier, uh, a little shadier in some of their SEO tactics, Google has completely replaced the local pack with uh, what's called a home services ads. And so these are uh, a way to get into this program that Google actually bets your business. And so you don't rank at all unless you're one of these Google approved businesses. It's like if you've ever seen that website, Thumbtack. Um, so in a lot of markets, a lot of cities and a lot of industries, they are now have these Google approved home services. And so uh, they call it home services. So I think that uh, that means it wouldn't apply to dentists, but there's no, there's no reason why Google wouldn't eventually do that. And then they actually just become this like lead. They're selling leads because what ends up happening is you're like, okay, I want to get a, a cleaning 
And then other dentists have to bid on that job. So the job comes through and the dentists kind of bid on it and whoever whoever the pick gets the gets the client. The thumb, that's the that's the thumbtack you're saying, right? Thumbtack is, is a is a similar type business, but Google oh, wait, you're saying that Google could eventually go the way of bidding? Google has already done that in those markets. So plumbers, locksmiths, go ahead, type it right now. Type in uh, locksmiths Atlanta. You probably see it. I'm I'm worried because remember I was telling you before we hit record that I'm that they're doing, putting in Google Fiber in my uh, backyard and so I'm on a I'm on a mobile hotspot so I don't want to I don't want to mess up the bandwidth here but yeah. did you try it on you tried on that strong Canadian that uh, Canadian dial up there yeah I have pretty good internet I'm right. kidding dude I'm locksmiths kidding. in San Francisco. <laughs> So Google locksmiths San Francisco, right, and you'll see this. this. This is called the home services thing. So there's a little pack above here. These are all Google guaranteed uh, locksmiths, which actually, if you're looking for locksmiths, this is a good way to go because you can trust them. Locksmiths oh, wow. can be a sketchy bunch. But this is the kind of thing that is coming across other industries, and they've really been expanding this program for the last little while. So, yeah, I need. I want to reach and find out what the, what the guarantee actually means. But uh, I'm, I can probably assume that it's uh yeah look background checked insured locksmith license holy cow so of course yeah this is going to happen first in silicon valley um but so but you see it rolling out metropolitan cities in the it future already rolled out. So i think chicago has it tons of cities have it now it's really wow. rolled out over the last year so do you see that going the way of dent like i mean locksmith is pretty binary like do you see that going the way of like dentist they call it home services, local services provider. Well, actually, they've changed it to local services provider, which does open them up. But this is, this is just a money-making engine for Google, right? So, hey, if they want to make a bunch of money off dentists, they could do this. So, what will, if someone's wanting, what would we keep our eye out for? Will this become something that is in the Google AdWords platform, possibly? This is a special program you have to apply for to get into. Um, you will hear about it. If, if it comes into dentistry and they start doing this kind of thing in dentistry, the industry will be a buzz and you'll, you'll pick up on it on some uh, industry blog. What, what's this called again, Darren? Tell me. Well, I feel like I'm giving you the wrong name. I feel like they renamed it. Could be local services ads. Yeah, local, local services. Ads. Okay. I mean, I, we can. You don't have. You don't have to. I won't quote you on it. I just. It be called home services, but I think they've rebranded it to local services. Local services. Okay. That's that's pretty pretty fascinating. But yeah, keep your eye on that. That could come to dentistry. If it did, uh, I'll come back on the podcast. We'll talk about all the nuances of this program and how it's going to affect your your practice. But uh, local pack ads are a great way to expand your radius, and so. Uh, Let's say, yeah, dentists just, they can't, you can't go and open an office, uh, a clinic in, you know, every zip code in the city. And so you're really stuck with your local market. And that's where you start targeting um, the organic results. So mm -hmm. imagine this, your local pack ad opportunities within about a 10 mile radius around your business. That's where you can attract business from. But everything down below that, that's these are called the organic results. You could rank in all of those. And so one, one opportunity you have is to build out what are called um, city pages, or you could just kind of take that same concept to uh, a neighborhood page. And so you can build out a page that talks about that specific neighborhood. And uh, let's say you have an affluent neighborhood. You're not exact, your practice isn't in that affluent neighborhood, but you want to attract business from that affluent neighborhood. 
then you can uh, build one of the a page that talks all about that area and you know dentistry and different kinds of services you can provide in that area or client or patients that you've helped in that area that kind of thing would help you to rank in the organic results underneath so it's a way to drive more business from uh, google search results into uh you know from from outside of your 10 mile radius so we have a page on our website how to rank in uh, cities where you don't have a physical location and which mm -hmm. we really break down all the details of how you would build one of those pages and so you could look that up on, uh, on the white spark website um if, if you have a blog post for this and you could uh, add a link to it in the, in the notes in there but uh, that page will really tell you how to build up one of those pages and how to rank in the organic results under the local pack with one of these pages and so you can do that let's say you're in a suburb or you're in the main city and you want to track from the suburb, then you could build these city pages, which will help you uh, drive more search traffic from those other areas. So, so geo-specific, just kind of landing pages, essentially, right? Yeah. So okay. you can't get those in the local pack, but you can get them. Uh, in the but pack. you're saying that in the local pack, the, the more you engage, the more you kind of... Uh, what am I trying to say? Commit to the process of, of developing content and really expanding your listing and being getting reviews and doing all the things, the aforementioned of stuff you talked about, you're saying that your ripple essentially can increase. It can, and you definitely see it. And, and you know, uh, I've done some research on this where I have, you, you every once in a while you see these crazy outliers where you have like this one business that is ranking very well uh, in a much broader radius. And how did they do that? And so usually when you look at him, at that business compared to another business, you usually see uh, order of magnitude of, uh, SEO stuff going on. So more links, more content, more business listings, like more citations. They have more reviews, uh, all that kind of stuff. Another thing, the review thing that can help you, another little tip there is always asking when you, if you are doing a review ask, you're allowed to ask for reviews on Google. So if you are doing a review ask, coaxing them a little bit to mention the specific service they had, um, that is helpful because they, then they might say, dental cleaning or they might say uh, crowns or they might say something and that those keywords in your reviews can mm -hmm. really help you to rank better for those terms in a local pack. So it's another way to sort of broaden your radius. If someone's looking for wow. crowns or something then, or a dentist that specializes in, uh, you know, uh, you know, chip teeth or something, right? If so if someone mentions that, Hey, I went in there for a chip tooth and the dentist and, uh, and Dr. Peter Bolden really fixed me up, then that kind of stuff can help you rank better for chip tooth because they mentioned in the review. So always kind of directing them a little bit to, to mention the specific service when you do the review ask can help. That's a great, that's a great, that's another great tip there. Okay. Um, anything else that you think that would be of worthwhile mention there um, that we haven't discussed already? Uh, as soon as I get off this call, I would think. Yeah, you're right. You'll think of something. Um, a few things that I, that I should have mentioned. But it's one thing I do want to encourage people to do is get on um, your website. And uh, um, I'm giving you a shameless plug because you really have a lot of cool free tools on your site that have helped me over the years with, um, you know, just even the, even the review process of how to ask for it the correct way. And, and, you know, it used to be that it wouldn't show up on mobile very good. And you have this link creator or link generator. I don't know what, what um, that's, that's super, yeah, that's been helpful. Um, you have your own review 
software. I'm not giving the right terms, but like kind of software as a service, uh, like a review aggregator system. Explain yeah, it, Darren. What the, is it called? Uh, reputation builder. So reputation builder. Called the reputation builder, and it's a really smart way to do the review asks. Where, um, let's say you uploaded your patient list, uh, all your all your emails, then it would send out emails like ten per day, and it would have a simple question, which is, um, you know, uh, you know, how how would you rate your experience with uh, with dental practice? Then uh, if they rate you a seven or higher, then it's going to funnel them to a page that says, great, you know, we really appreciate it. We'd love your feedback uh, on one of these review sites. And you can list whichever ones you want. So you can put Google or Facebook or Yelp pages or Yelp. You can't put Yelp, actually. Yelp made us remove that. But right. uh, um, Shocker. <laughs> you can funnel people to the review sites. And then anyone that rates a six or lower, you funnel them to a feedback form. So anyone that didn't have a great experience, you're going to collect that information internally. So it's important just to ask your, your, your clients, your patients, you know, how was your experience? And anyone that had a bad experience, you want, to, you want to know that. If you don't ask, you never know, right? And so you're going to collect all that very valuable business intelligence and how you can improve your practice. And people that had a good experience, you're going to be pushing them to review sites. And so... Not only does it do that, it also monitors reviews. So every time you get a review, it'll send you an alert. It has a nice dashboard where you can see all your reviews coming in, sort of keep track of everything in one place. And uh, you can sort of rate, if you have multiple locations, you can kind of compare and contrast them, see which one has the better NPS score. That rating between one and 10 is called the net promoter score. You know, it's, it's basically how likely would you be to uh, recommend our practice to a friend or colleague? So that question, that's the one question that's supposed to really uh, get at the heart of how well you're doing. And so by, by collecting that data, you really get to see how well you're doing it. And you, get, you can trend it against uh, other similar businesses in your industry and see how you're doing. So yeah, that's a cool, a cool piece of software. And, you know, and um, I like to have a lot tighter control over it. But I will say that when I looked into your service, kind of as evaluating other other people, I mean, our industry has stuff that charge like five times what you're charging for your software service. Yeah. Um, and it does I'd superior options. So again, I encourage our, our listeners, the value, the value proposition is for sure there. So um, check it out. It's, it's white spark CA and I'll have it in the notes, but, um, but Darren, anyway, you're, you're, a, you're a scholar and a gentleman. I appreciate you for coming on. I want to, I don't want to dilute the, the, the value of what you've gotten here on my, my notepad. I don't want to keep just, just going on because you've given some huge takeaways for us once again. And I appreciate you taking the time the second time to come on and, uh, and discuss. And, um, yeah, thank you for that because this podcast has grown by leaps and bounds and it's honestly been through, through providing value by people like yourself. So I, I appreciate you, uh, you taking the time, the family time away and, uh, and, and helping us out. Well, thanks, Peter. I appreciate those uh, kind words. It's fun to uh, talk about this stuff and it's nice to catch up with you. You too, pal. Take care, Darren. Thanks so much, man. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to Bulletproof Dental Practice with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. Online at bulletproofdentalpractice.com. We'll catch you next time.